Hey, Beauty Needs Me fam. We are back with another episode. Hey. I am Dunio Dumasil, and I'm here with my co-host, Talia. Right, I was like, oh, I'm saying my name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm the other half of the podcast, Talia Griffin. Um, And we are here today with a guest. I feel like this is, what, our second guest this season? Our second guest this season, yes. Hey, Dana, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Dana. I am the content creator behind the beauty blog, Beauty in Color. I focus on sensitive skin, um, wellness, and health, all from the perspective of me having eczema-prone skin. Here we go. Welcome to the pod, Dana. Right? That was a great intro. Thank you. Look who knows themselves. Like, that's phenomenal. (laughs) Um, so Dana, let's, let's take it back a little bit and get into some of your early memories and relationships with beauty. Uh, you mentioned that you have eczema, which I know is a huge component of your platform. Uh, were you, have you had it since a child, since you were a child or did that develop as an adult? Um, I've had it since I was a teenager. Um, I have always loved beauty. I've been the self-care queen even as a teenager which Come I think is crazy. Yes, I mean I I dabbled in every single scent of bath and body work that you could think of. That was the era. And let me tell you that was the big error. So um I had some serious flare-ups with those fragrance products. Um wow. not many of my family members have eczema so especially my immediate family members. So of course I went to a doctor. I was diagnosed. Um, and, you know, I do remember some traumatic days of oatmeal baths and some steroid creams, which I actually, which probably is one of the reasons why I started the blog and, you know, doing all the trial and error just to find alternative ways to reduce eczema flare-ups for myself yeah. and um, find a way to incorporate that beauty um, without having the irritation. Did you grow up in New York? I did not. I am from Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Oh, come on, Midwest. I'm from Chicago. Way to go, Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say eczema as a teen, we're talking like full body eczema. Yes. So I will say that I do get it on my body, but there are specific areas where um, I get it the most. So um, when I was a teenager, I would really get... Um, some bad body eczema, so in the creases of my arms, the creases of my legs, my neck. Um, As I've gotten older, which is very interesting, I have more flare-ups on my face. I do think it's more stress-induced, but um, I experienced a lot more of the flare-ups on my body as um, as a younger woman. Yeah. And how did that impact? So, okay, before I even ask that question, you were the self-care queen. What did that mean to young Dana? Like, what did that mean to you as a teenager? Did that Was that like just indulging in Bath & Body Works products or like, what else did that mean to you? I probably took a bath four times um, a week after, after, um, after school. So, you know, I would have the candles. 
you know, I had my own bathroom. I, I yes, had luxury, I, honey. I mean, it was, I mean, honestly, when I think about it, I'm like, who did I think I was? I love that. <laughs> but I definitely was doing that. I love that. I love that. I absolutely love that. So then when you, when the flare up started, how did that, how did that change how you saw yourself or change your relationship with beauty? Well, you know, I feel like, of course, I was a little more insecure, um, more so with the reaction to the flare-ups. So when I would have these flare-ups, I would have these itching escapades where I would scratch until I bled. And then, you know, you, of course, you know, that looks bad. People ask you questions about it. So, of course, you want to cover it up. You don't really want to discuss it with, you know, other people. So, you know, one, it's, it's about being a little bit more confident and understanding that more people than not have eczema. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, apparently it's the second largest skin concern for Black people it is. right behind acne. It and I didn't, I didn't realize it was that prevalent. It is. It is. Um, and then also, you know, really trying to understand what happens and what causes the trigger. So, you know, for me, growing up in Detroit, I would have more more uh, flare-ups in the colder weather. So I would have to learn how to layer skincare, you know, how to, you know, put on hydrating products before I put on cocoa butter. Um, as you know, that was that was very common for me. You know, just kind of like- I still want um, some cocoa butter today. I ain't gonna hold you. I sure I did. Mean, I, I still love cocoa butter, but like for me, I can't, I can't put that on by itself. I have to put on a hydrating um, product before I apply the cocoa butter because the cocoa butter really just seals everything in. Mm -hmm. So if you have dry skin already and then you're sealing in dry skin, it's not as helpful than if you're actually adding the hydrating products and then locking it, locking all of that in with the cocoa butter. Yeah, I find that it helps me with um, with scars. So I'm currently living in Mexico and I have. I'm allergic to mosquitoes. So every time they bite me, there are like bruises that look like I just got dragged across like cobblestone. Like it's terrible. Oh no. It's terrible. But I feel like cocoa butter lotion helps with the scarring. Do you feel that way as it pertains to like eczema scarring as well? I do think cocoa butter helps. I also think, I mean, shea butter is great. Um, Oatmeal products. Um, I think a lot of calming products are great. Um, and then having the patience to let that type of discoloration that, that comes with some of these breakouts and irritations, um, being patient with that discoloration and not trying to, you know, over exfoliate or, you know, get rid of things too fast because that essentially causes other issues. Yeah. yeah. How long do your flare-ups last for? Or and when they, is, are they new, like, like new occurrences on your body or are they like where, where they were before? So I still get the flare ups and the creases of my arms and my legs. Um, I was talking about one that I, I, I've gotten them recently on my eyelid and then under my eye. So I think it is when I use, like, I I like uh, concealers. I don't necessarily wear foundation, but I do love a concealer. I love a concealer. And when I have a bad reaction to a concealer, um, I get a flaky patch and then it becomes red. So then it'll look like 
I might have a black eye, even though I don't. Um, So, and then you need concealer for that. (laughs) Exactly. But I, but I've learned that I can't do that because it'll make it worse. Mm. So, you know, like you might see me with some, some lovely Hollywood glasses on uh, sunglasses (laughs) on one day Um, or just kind of understanding that, you know, I need to let, I need to chill and let it subside for a couple of days if I want it to go away and not let it linger for another week or so because I'm trying to cover it up. Yeah. Do you also have acne prone skin? I don't. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I find it fascinating mm-hmm. that you were allowed, I don't know if the word is allowed, um, but you were able to go to the dermatologist growing up. I feel like I didn't go to the dermatologist until I was a full adult. Like my mother could care less about my body breakouts as a teen. So what was that kind of, I guess, conversation or the relationship with your mother where you were able to say, is this in our healthcare plan? Well, I think it was more about me just complaining. I I didn't go, I didn't go to the dermatologist frequently. I think I just went to the dermatologist because I was having such bad issues Mm -hmm. and I was complaining a lot about it. I mean, the thing with eczema is yes, you can have the flare up where you can visually see, um, see that you are irritated. But a lot of times what happens is you feel itchy um, and no one can really see what's going on. So people might think you're just being a hypochondriac, right? Mm. So I think it's really more about me complaining so much than my mom was like, okay, let's see what's going on. (laughs) Um, And I do think the the flare-ups and me scratching so hard where I was bleeding really concerned her. But she was like, let's let's at least make sure nothing's seriously wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So how did, how did beauty and color come about? Oh, so wow. you, you mentioned that, you know, that that was kind of the, that you having eczema was kind of the basis, but what was the aha moment that you wanted to start this platform? So I've, again, I've always been into skincare and beauty um, and I talk about it a lot. Like, so, you know, with my friends, you know, I'm talking about how you should clean your face, do a double cleanse. And I'm talking about the 10 <laughs> step Korean skincare routine. And, you know, I actually, um, my friends are the ones who are like, why don't you just create this blog? You like to teach um, and talk about skincare and beauty so much. I think this will be a great platform for you. Um, so in 2018, I did start Beauty and Color, the blog. Um, and honestly, it's just grown into something bigger than I've ever expected. And I love the community of people who are so interested in skincare, who love to ask questions. I love, I am a solution provider, you know, in in life, I'd like to say. So I love (laughs) to be able to, you know, help somebody help themselves. It's also, skincare is expensive, y'all. So it's it's really important, I think. You know, there's so many marketing gimmicks and it's just really important for people to have as much education as, as they need before they go out and spend hundreds of dollars on stuff that may not work for them. Yeah. Well, you have helped me save money on the um, Clean Skin Club towels. So thank you very much. Honestly, I, I love, I love <laughs> They have been them. a game changer for my um, skin routine. I've been using them for about a year now and I, I love, I absolutely love them. I order Great. them like literally like, 10 boxes at a time I do the so same that thing. I always have them. I and love I use them. Your, I, I use your code. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Please do. <laughs> Dana, do you also have a day job or is this I what do. you do full time? 
No. So um, I am a finance director at a nonprofit. Come on. Oh, you busy, Come on, busy. career. <laughs> Come on, career. <laughs> um, and I do this on the side. Um, it's really a passion project. So, hmm. yeah. How? Like, how do you manage your, your time? I mean, I'm still working on that. <laughs> so to be honest, I, so I think I, um, when things blew up for beauty and color, I was working from home. So we were, you know, we were all in the house. So I feel like I could better manage my time in terms of working, using my lunch hour to do what, you know, to plan or, you know, we didn't have much of a social life last year. So I had more time to focus on and hone in on the blog and content creation. Um, before that, it was really weekends and evenings. And now, I mean, I'm actually trying to find a new normal. Um, I'm going back to work four days a week, um, which honestly... Um, four days. Really, they threw y'all right on in there. Exactly, right? So... I mean, honestly, I don't even know how we used to do this all the time. I, <laughs> I, it's crazy to me. I, I know. I'm like, I, I was like, and then I used to go out after this. I don't know. Like, and work started at like 9 a.m. I was like, how am I getting anywhere at 9 a.m.? Especially <laughs> in like large cities like New York, where it's like, especially it's cold and you're up early to catch a train. So what like that in itself is such a journey. I don't know how it, I did it. I, I, honestly, I don't know how. I used to do this and I literally would do the, would, you know, go to work. I would work out, go to work, maybe go to a happy hour yes, and then come home and do it multiple times a week. And now I don't even know how I was able to do that. So yeah. I, right now I'm trying to find what this new normal is, yeah. but most of the time um, my blog and content creation is done in the evenings, more on the weekends now, as I try to balance the new normal. Um, are you single or are you like in a relationship? I am single. I was going to say, because I remember when I was a serial dater and I'm juggling three men and a job and this. And I was like, when do I got time for a hobby? A girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, traveling. Because I lived in New York for 10 years. So I'm like two hours commute. I got to walk from the West side to the East side. I'm like going on a date. I'm like, goodness. <laughs> I don't, I honestly don't know. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out again, <laughs> but you're also doing wind down Wednesdays. Yes. Oh, and I how actually did, brought it back. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, how did that come about? Like, what made you say I need another component? So I think one of the, I think that I am someone that does, that does better in person in general. So, um, whether it be dating or meeting, just meeting new people. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was a way for me to connect that was more natural to me. Um, I don't think I'll ever be that content creator that, you know, does the gimmicky reels or, you know, I'm dancing while, the, you know, the ingredients <laughs> are popping up. It's just, it's just not my style. Right. So, mm -hmm. it, you know, Wine Down Wednesdays was a way for me, you know, I love wine. Um, I love to talk about skincare. It was a way for me to answer all the questions that people were asking me in my DMs and then, you know, really connecting with my audience. So they loved it. Um, and then once, I went back to work um, that kind of halted. And I asked my audience a few weeks ago whether they wanted me to bring it back. And I mean, I, I had never had yeah, we do. people respond to my poll. So <laughs> um, I am definitely bringing it back. I had a little chit chat with people yesterday, um, but officially Wind Down Wednesday will start next month. So. Nice, okay. nice. 
Do you get frustrated with like the lack of engagement at times or if you have lack of engagement? (laughs) Um, I I do. I do. But, you know, I I feel like if I'm going through trying to figure out my new normal, I can't even imagine what other people are doing, you know, so um, I'm, I'm pretty patient with it and understanding that, you know, I'm gearing back up again with the wind down Wednesdays and being, um, more in your face on, on, uh, Instagram. So I know that that will come back. Can you give us a little, um, hint on your, your first guest when you bring it back? Um, it's someone that's already been on the platform. You're like, no, (laughs) tune in next month. (laughs) You're like, you gotta wait. (laughs) Understandable. Understandable. I wanted to, oh, Dune, you want to go, you want to go ahead? Um, well, I want to transition, so I don't know what year. I want to talk about her skincare routine. Okay, let's talk about Ooh. that first. Okay. Okay, I wanna, so. I want to get, I want to get to the Botox. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so can you walk us through, because you mentioned a 10-step routine, and look, that is just not what sis is doing these days, but if it can help, then maybe it's something that we should take more, more seriously as someone who just Who's watched we? their face. Out the the world the okay. us, us lazy us lazy beauty girls who just washed their I face have, at seven o'clock. I've accepted. I'm not doing oh. ten steps. So that's it. So I do want to preface. I do not do a ten step routine, but I do think that the Korean ten step routine helped me learn how to layer products and okay, why funny. why I want to layer something when right. So you know, I would say most commonly. Um, my morning routine consists of me cleansing my face. Um, I am using a vitamin C serum 99% of the time. Sorry, Dana, if I um, interrupt you. Are you a double, are you a double cleanser? I am. And I'm going to okay. talk about it in my evening routine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I usually, so I cleanse vitamin C serum. I put on a hyaluronic serum, moisturizer, and then sunscreen. And no in the toner. summertime, no I'm toner. not a toner girl. Oh. Okay. No. Is okay. it an oil-based cleanser? Um, in the morning, no. It's usually like um, a creamy cleanser or it may be a milky gel cleanser. I'm not, I have drier skin, so I tend not to use foam cleansers. Um, I know that that works for people who have more oily skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the evening, I'm definitely double cleansing. Um, and then it depends. So, you know, I may exfoliate one night. I may you know, use retinol one night. And then the other times I'm either using like a peptide serum or something hydrating, right? Um, I don't like to use multiple actives in one routine just because I Mm. easily get irritated. So yeah, it's overwhelming. Like exfoliate and use retinol or anything like that. Um, And, but I, again, I'll go back to the double cleansing in a moment too. And then I'm moisturizing and then maybe a face oil. So I am that, you know, I like to look like a glazed donut at night. I Same. Like, I love that look. So, um, but yeah, that's it's it's not that it's not it's not crazy no, and it's not really standard. ten steps. Yeah, but it's it's just about layering. And I am a big proponent of hydration and moisture. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I haven't heard many people or... talk about peptide serums. Mm. Do you have one that you recommend? Can you tell us I more about that? Do. I actually have it with me. As a matter of fact, <laughs> or maybe, maybe I did. Oh no. Well, okay. So NIAD is um, a Decium brand. So 
Um, they have a copper peptide serum called CAIS. They just came out with a new version of 3.1. And I think it's the best peptide serum I've ever used. So it's one of, it's supposed to help with plumping, keeping your skin firm. What I like about it is you do, de you definitely see plumping. So, and when I say plumping, I'm more talking about bounciness. So you can press your finger in your skin and then your skin will bounce back, you know? Um, and what I love about it is if you, if you put it on at night, the next morning, I mean, I'm literally, I tell people not to touch their face, but my skin feels so soft that you catch me. Like, I'm like, Ooh, you got to feel on yourself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so um, I, I'm a big fan of that. That, and where, that brand. Where, what step is that again? That's at night. Um, so that's, you, that's usually at night. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's after I cleanse. After you cleanse. Okay. Do after you, my double cleanse. You're, do you use <laughs> the same products in the, like the same morning products day after day, or do you switch out the cleanser? Do you switch out the kind of vitamin C? Like, do you, because I know you've reviewed a lot of brands and I know that you have like your, I mean, it's quite impressive, the various products that you use. Thank so you. are you like using the same, the same products for like five days and then switching it out? Or are you kind of like mixing and matching? So if I'm, well, if I'm trying out a product, I'm using it consistently. I try to keep it consistent so I can see, you know, how my skin reacts. And also if I have any irritation, it's very clear that it's one product and not um, yeah. something else because I'm trying all these different things. Um, vitamin C for sure. I don't switch up until I'm done with the bottle just because it oxidized the, the ones that I like oxidize after a certain period of time. So I don't want to waste it. And I feel like if I wasn't a blogger, I wouldn't even recommend people use all these different types of products. So the reason why I have all this stuff is more to try it out so I can review in terms of mm. up like cleansers and moisturizers and sunscreens and all that. Um, I, I don't think you need everything under All the sun to have a yeah. good skincare routine. What's your favorite brand right now? Mm. Um, it depends. Um, you guys know I'm a big fan of Paula's Choice. Yes. Um, it's just an easy go-to for me. Everything we love, fragrance we love free. our girl Paula. Mm -hmm. I do, I do. Um, but it it depends on the product. So I probably have more favorite products than I do favorite brands. brands. Okay. Mm. What are three of them? Okay. So Paula's Choice would definitely be one. I honestly... Sorry, products. Three favorite products. Oh, products. Vitamin yeah. C is definitely one. Um, I am a Any big... Any particular brand? I actually like Paula's Choice. I, okay. This... This um, you guys have one. probably seen this one. Yeah. I mm -hmm. use... I mean, I, I love it. And I think... Um, so there is a vitamin C serum from SkinCeuticals called CE Ferulic. That's my and that, that is an amazing vitamin C serum, but it's $166. Mm -hmm. um, so I think this is the ne next best thing for me. Like it's something yeah. that is economical. I, it doesn't break the bank. Um, and I think it works very well. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. I am loving that peptide serum. And then I do like, um, I'm, I'm into retinols right now because I'm starting to see the benefits of them. Mm -hmm. um, I was someone that was late to the retinol game only because too, girl. It, it, I mean, honestly, like 
I had a really bad experience with my first um, putting on retinol. And I think it, it deterred me from using it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm someone that does really well with like retinol oils or, okay. um, or more light, I guess, um, I don't really like the strong retinols just because I tend to re- have a reaction that makes me hesitate using it again. Yeah. Um, but I do like the oils because um, it definitely provides you with some type of moisture. So I never wake up fly, um, dry or flaky. Yeah. What's a, what's a retinol oil? oil? Yeah, yeah, I never even heard of that. Okay. So um, Jordan Samuel Skin has a retinol oil that I think is really good. Um, I don't know, I've heard of that brand. I've never heard of that brand. So they are a small indie brand. Um, He was a former um, dancer and became an esthetician, uh, worked with Kate Somerville, um, was based in Seattle and actually recently moved to New York. He has some great products, great cleansers as well. Nice. Um, But I'm a big fan of the retinol oil. I've I've had a really good experience with that. Um, I like... Absolute Joy Skincare. So they're a Black-owned Love brand. Absolute Joy. Um, so she has a skin refining night oil and that actually has retinol in it. Um, but it's very, very gentle. Um, and Paula's Choice has a retinol cream. Yeah. It's the retinol and Bakuchi oil um, cream Bacucci. that I, I like. Yeah. I know a lot of people use Bakuchi oil as an alternative to retinol yeah. altogether. And oh, what is that brand? Uh, Herbivore? Yes. They they have one that's really popular mm-hmm. with people. But I've I too, heard, Dana. Yeah, I too have been late to the retinoid game. I tried retinol yeah. for the first time um, last fall, actually. And then I stopped using it because it was making me peel and... I didn't like that. I just did not like the idea Mm -hmm. of a product like breaking my skin down. But I started to use prescription retinoid recently, like just about a month ago. And I've been loving it. Absolutely loving it. Tretinoid. So um, people love it. And and you can really see a difference. I've seen people who have have beautiful skin, um, but they're good with the layering too. So when they're putting on the tretinoin, you see a lot, you, you see the hydration, you see the moisture, the yeah. layers. Just yeah. to, I don't uh, put it on my dryness. Right. I don't put it on my skin directly. I mix it in with my moisturizer and I think oh, good. That, that good, helps. Good. Yeah. Good. Dana, what ingredients should people with eczema stay away from? Um, okay. So I feel like my fragrance issue is a very controversial topic. Um, I don't necessarily think, I mean, this may not apply to everyone, but I would always recommend if somebody has eczema to stay away from fragrance products. Um, It is a common irritant, especially for somebody who has compromised skin, like someone with eczema. Um, It's, yeah, like, and that does also include many essential oils, Mm -hmm. um, which I think can be a little confusing with some of the products that are out here. don't get me wrong. I love a lavender oil, but it's something, even when I try products that have essential oils in them, you'll never see me using them consistently just because I've always had bad reactions. So it, yeah. maybe the, maybe I try it once or twice and I'm fine, but if I tried it for a week, I'm definitely breaking out. Yeah. I'm definitely breaking out. So um, that's one of the big things um, that I try to um, tell my followers. 
um, try to stay away from the fragrance products. Um, but I do know that's a controversial topic because there are some people who don't have that reaction. Fragrance is definitely controversial. And part of the issue is because you don't, it's not clear what the fragrance is in these products because there's no guidance that says that you have to specify it. So typically people will just say fragrance, but you have no clue what that fragrance is comprised of. And, and what you said is exactly right. And it's a huge, it is, it's really controversial in essential oils that are, you know, thought to be they're natural and they're this and they're safer and they're this, but it's like, since you have this, this, this conglomeration (laughs) of fragrances that is essentially comprised of various um, substances and you don't know what the percent, you know what the percentage of the fragrance is to the total formula, but you don't know what the percentage is of those, of those individual substances or even what they are that make up the fragrance itself. So it's hard because there could be some really common, um, some known irritants in that fragrance and it's just masked under fragrance and that's it. That is very true. And there are just a lot of products out here that are that are marketed towards sensitive skin. And if you read the ingredients, you'll see the fragrance. You, I mean, like, I, and I'm like, really? I'm like, this was marketed to someone with eczema? Um, but, you know, it happens. <laughs> how did you learn? Did you learn how to read ingredients as you started this journey of just taking care of your skin? Or was that something that you always kind of did? No, I didn't always do that, but I I did learn um, how to read ingredients. And I'm I'm not saying some of there are a lot of um, ingredients I can't even pronounce, right? Mm-hmm. But Girl, I, me there too, are, I'm a chemist. <laughs> like, but there are common, there are um, ingredients that I know that I that have broken me out or caused me irritation. Where I'm like, okay, I see that in the product, I'm, I don't want to use it, or I'm looking at the label to see how far how, whether it's in the top five of the ingredient list, yeah, you know, so um, I I think that having that knowledge base when you're looking at products are are so important because again, there's so much marketing. I remember going to um, like this free, it was like a free skincare facial event and I let someone put products on me and I didn't ask the proper question and totally broke out. Mind you, this is geared to, I I, I specified that I have sensitive skin um, and these are products geared towards sensitive skin. But when I did read the ingredients afterwards, I'm like, why? Like I felt the itching sensation right after they, it's it's facial. I was like, okay, something's not right. Let me start reading it. And then I, I was like, oh, please. <laughs> I know it's going to happen here. So, no, I, I think having some kind of knowledge about that is extremely important, yeah. and really just making sure that you are keeping your skin healthy. So, you know, I'm all about the emollients. I'm all about the antioxidants. I'm all about the hydration. Um, so, you know, a lot of the layering is for that reason, and also not overdoing it. So I've been a big proponent of not over exfoliating because I've done it so many times. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's so easy to do um, because that's one of the only products, in my opinion, where you get to see instant gratification. So, you know, (laughs) you're like, oh my God, I see it feels great. I'm looking (laughs) great. Let me do it again and again. And you're like, okay. Yeah, too much. So yeah, yeah. You're low-key inspiring me to step it up a little bit because I have been on this very minimal 
skincare regimen, which I kind of like, but I'm like, you know what? I, I probably should venture out a little bit and try some some serums and some. You can. Try, I, yeah, I, I mean, love to I try hydration. I I, I'm, I think I'm happy to recommend some, but I think the Please. key though is the consistency. Yeah. So what I don't, I I think by you know me having the opportunity to try out a, a lot of these products, I, I think it's a wonderful thing. But I, I don't want people to think that they have to switch up things so much because the key is really having that consistency. So are you cleansing your face every day? Are you putting on moisturizer and sunscreen every day? Are you doing the things to make sure your skin maintains its health? Right. Um, I think that's really key yeah. above, you know, above and beyond it. Then you can start adding on the serums and layering things. But I think having the the basic routine down and being consistent with it is the first step. Let's talk about Botox. <laughs> so this song doing his heart. It, it is because I'm so intrigued. And when I first reached out to Dana, you wanted to come on the pod after you had gotten your Botox. So yes. um, you've, you've gotten it now. You've blogged about it. You've yes. provided some videos. So I'm just super interested because Talia and I have had a number of combos on the pod about just aesthetics in general, like aesthetics medicine and how, um, you know, it's it, like Black women have it, for a very long time, or, or I feel like just recently they're starting to come around to the idea of getting procedures done, right? Like mm-hmm. we've had uh, an aesthetics doctor on who has, who just completely opened our eyes to like yeah. a whole new world. And, you know, it's a very famous saying, you always hear black don't crack, black don't crack. And I think that there's this idea that black women don't have to do anything. So why would you waste money going to get an elective procedure, going to, you know, do these things um, that are reserved for white women, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So I love that you've gotten it because I think that there's so many misconceptions out there. And I would love to just hear what one, what prompted you, like what piqued your interest? And then um, if you could just let all of our listeners know why you decided to do it and how you feel about it now. Okay. And where'd you go? Um, I, I'll tell you guys all about it. I, so <laughs> I honestly, so I have, I've been intrigued with cosmetic treatments. I feel like over the past year and to, you know, with the pandemic to my detriment, I've been on Zoom calls um, Incessantly, <laughs> so you know you are yeah. looking. I was gonna say Zoom dysmorphia. Yeah, seriously, yes. you're you're looking at yourself, and I am identifying things that I'm like, oh, I didn't know I had that. Oh, <laughs> you know, like you're you're noticing things. So you know, I have small wrinkles on my forehead, and I, when I say minor, they really like when I look at them, they bother me, but. You know, if I talk to someone, they're like, it's your face. I don't be happy with your face. That's how I feel. (laughs) Right. Um, And I don't know. I'm still not someone that's comfortable doing many other cosmetic treatments. Um, So, you know, I'm intrigued with filler, but I don't think I'm there yet. Um, And I also don't want to start something that I can't maintain, which is Mm. part of, um, I think, one of the issues with getting cosmetic treatments. Um, but, you know, there were things that I wanted to fix. So I definitely had deep, I have deep frown lines. And then I had um, wrinkles here that 
just kind of bothered me. I was like, okay, I want to be smoothed out. Yeah. And I have at been the top of your forehead because they won't be able mm-hmm. to see you when they listen. Yeah. <laughs> but and I think one of the things that's really funny is I think you credited or you you attributed some of these lines to the fact that you make a lot of facial expressions. I do. I'm which... I'm, I'm very animated. <laughs> I mean, you guys can probably tell already. I mean, it's, but it's, I feel honestly... like so many of us are, and I just I never thought of that contributing to wrinkles and fine lines. Well, not wrinkles, but fine lines. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I, I I like making expressions. I think it's a part of my personality. Um, however, I did want to smooth some of these lines right. out, right? And my biggest concern with getting Botox was not looking waxy. I didn't I didn't really want someone to say, "Oh, you got Botox." No, I wanted somebody to say, "Oh, you look well rested." <laughs> like, I, did you take a nap today? I know. I, I that type of reaction. Um, so I, um, I, that was my biggest concern when I talked to my dermatologist, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I've seen so many people who get Botox and they eat, they look waxy um, and they also can't make any expression. So you're like, okay, are you happy? Are you sad? I really can't tell what's going on here. Um, so that was the big thing for me. I didn't want to not look like myself. I really just wanted to blur out some of those lines. And I was able to accomplish that with Botox. Um, And I liked that it looked really natural. So no, unless I told someone that I had Botox, no one would really know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you look But I did feel like I told everybody when I got it because I was so happy with it. (laughs) (laughs) You blogged about it. You done made a little video on your IG. You got a highlighter. I'm like, yes. Um, and I also like that it's not permanent too. So it's something that say I decided that I didn't like it or it wasn't something that I wanted to keep, you know, Botox is something that lasts three to six months. If you don't want to maintain it, you don't have to. Um, so I think it's, um, the least permanent of the cosmetic options in my opinion. Um, I also liked that my dermatologist wasn't trying to overdo it. So for example, um, so with Botox, it's not something where you see it immediately. It takes about 10 to 14 days before you actually see um, the full results of your Botox treatment. Um, so I remember coming out of the treatment and I'm like, I still look the same. <laughs> so I, I literally was taking pictures and making these expressions in the mirror and you get to see how it gradually changes. Um, mm-hmm. Check out check out my video because I do think it was it was very telling. I'm kind of like yeah. you could see the frown line mm-hmm, yeah. and how they kind of just yeah they kind of just blurred out. But I'm still able to raise my eyebrows. I'm still able to you know yeah. Slightly, you you know, still got a face. It, yeah. looks, it looks great. Yeah. It looks great. Thank now you. people have been talking about Botox as preventative. Prevent how, how exactly does that work? And is that what your like, is that part of why you got it? Because it sounds like you got it to treat something. Do you see where the preventative nature of that comes into play? So I, I don't. Okay. So with <laughs> preventative Botox, I think when people say that it's meant for you actually having lines, but maybe they don't stay. So maybe I make it like, so for example, I have, I don't have wrinkles when I have a resting face, but when I'm making these expressions and they're natural expressions, you can see them. Um, I think that was helpful because it is really relaxing the muscle. 
So from what I'm told, um, when I do this again, I won't need as much or I won't mm-hmm. need to do it as often as you continue as you continue to get the treatment. I don't what I think is a little confusing is that I see a lot of people who are getting Botox and I feel like, I mean, they don't even need it. I'm like, you don't even have the wrinkle when you make the expression. But that's what I'm um, saying. That's what I think of when I think of preventative. I think like, okay, I don't have lines now, but I'm in my early 30s. Maybe I should try it so that by my early 50s, I don't have it at all. Right. Like, that's how I think of preventative. And that's Mm. what I challenge because it's like, are we sure? Like, you know what Mm. I mean? Like, you know? Yeah, I, I would. I personally wouldn't recommend it if you don't have wrinkles. Yeah. I think that's kind of the point. But I, I do think getting them checked out at a, at an early stage is extremely important before it becomes more permanent, and it's you have to use more Botox, and it's harder to treat. Yeah. Did you go to a black derm? Was that I a thing didn't. for you? I didn't. My my dermatologist is a black derm. No, I, she might be mad at me. <laughs> um, but but um, I didn't. And honestly, this, uh, her name is Dr. Hadley King. And she probably hated New all York? of the questions. She's based in New York. And she probably hated all of the questions that I asked her about how many, you know, like, have you done this on black women? Um, do you think you should do this differently on black women? Um, and um, love I love that you I, were hitting her with these questions. I, I really did. And, I mean, it was just my, it's my concern. And, yeah. you know, um, you know, it's, yeah. So I, I appreciated how she was able to educate me, make me feel comfortable. I felt like she was very knowledgeable and I did really, really like how natural, how, fo- how focused she was on making me look natural. Um, so um, face looks good, girl. Yeah, I like her. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Did you get any backlash from people saying like, blah, whatever people say? <laughs> no, not really. Um, I'm I'm sure somebody has something negative to say. They haven't said it to me. And I, honestly, I wouldn't really care. Um, th- I mean, because it, it, it really is a personal decision, right? So, you know, I think that when I first thought about getting Botox, I did hesitate. I'm like, oh, so I really need to do that. You know, you hear from family members and even friends, like, you don't need to get Botox. Um, but it was something that I wanted to try. There were fine lines there for me to treat. Um, and I didn't <laughs> want anything crazy. So and products you know, can you, only go so you far. Happy. You yeah. know, like, they only do so much now. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, even I think procedures, you know, like at an esthetician's office as well, I'd started getting, um, what is it called? Uh, micro. Is it micro mm, what's the one with the mini needles that go into your skin to pro- to promote collagen production? Is it the micro micro needling? Micro needling. How is that? Um, TBD. I've had two. I've had two treatments, and I got it because one, I wanted to address some of the acne scarring that I have, and two. That was my idea of preventative maintenance as well. Like, let me just start doing some of these treatments to start promoting collagen production and, you know, just maybe do it like once a quarter or whatever. And I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't like the day after I was like, oh, skin looks great. But I don't, I don't think it was a really lasting effect. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like getting a chemical peel is probably going to, 
do more wonders than the microneedling. So, um, but just in the vein of like all of these things we do and they only work to an extent, you know what I mean? Like they, it's like, it, it, it gives you a little bit for like the first week or so. And then it's like, okay, I need a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Right too. So. Uh, well, thank you. Let me tell you, <laughs> let me just, thank you. Let me just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> when we get into beauty moments, I'll talk about that. Thank you. <laughs> Did you want to transition to some segments, Dooney? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about beauty moments since I already segued into that. So beauty moment, Dana, is basically anything within the last week, like we typically say the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, it could be, you know, your Botox is all settled and you are, you know, you looked in the mirror and you're like, oh, I look bomb. Or it could be, you know, you had a great procedure, like your nails are done, like anything that's just like, you know, beauty related, wellness related as well. Or it could be like you're struggling with a breakout this week or something along those lines. So, um, or an experience. So I'll start with mine. I got a chemical peel on Monday, but it was a mild peel, the kind of peel where your skin doesn't shed. And that was done for a couple of reasons, but my esthetician was like, let's just do the one that's a little bit milder. We won't even put the full five layers. I think we only made it to three because I was like, it's burning, it's burning. And (laughs) that was that. And I woke up this morning and my skin is peeling all around my mouth. Like you can't see it because I'm not close, but it's like, it's like legit peeling. And I took a picture and I sent it to my esthetician because I was like, (laughs) ma'am, Is this Hello? a thing? Right. Yeah, like you, you told me my skin wasn't going to shed. We were very clear here. And I was freaking out because I didn't feel, I wasn't prepared. I, I didn't feel prepared or anything. So I'm like, what's about to happen? I wasn't sure if like my skin was, was going to start like, you know, if this was the beginning of it, like being a full on peel because it started around my mouth and on my chin, but I've seen it in other places and I'm going to a warmer climate tomorrow. So I was really, I started freaking out because that's actually why we decided not to do a strong peel was because she was like, you can't be, you know, in the sun or in warm places. So I, texted her and I was really disappointed. This is a little bit of a depressing beauty moment. I was really disappointed because I've had a relationship with my esthetician for well over a year now. I sent her a photo and I'm like, um, you know, what should I do? Should I stop using certain products? And she was just like, oh, I guess your skin needed to peel. (laughs) And then she was like, just use a cleanser and a moisturizer. I was like, wait, that's it? Like, (laughs) bam. She said Hakuna Matata. That's all you have for me with my skin like legit peeling after you sometimes you peel, sometimes you don't. Was it, this wasn't gonna happen. And that's fine, but like give me some aftercare. Like let me know, you know, what I should be doing. I have some empathy. Instagram and like hit up my friends who have had chemical chemical peels here were like okay no more toner no more retinol no more this no more that and I was like right. thank you but like you know <laughs> I wish I would have gotten that from this lady who I've developed a skin relationship with how do you feel about you all's relationship now okay thank you for asking 
Thank you. I mean that. I, I really appreciate it. I feel like my feelings haven't been considered. And <laughs> my toxic reaction was, I'm not seeing her again. I'm booking my next appointment with another person at a completely different clinic. And my friend told me that I should not do that. She said that I should see her and I should express my disappointment. This is like therapy. I should express my disappointment (laughs) in her not providing more guidance and, you know, not, not, not giving me the type of um, care that I I would have thought I would have received. So. Will you do that? I TBD. I might. You know me. You want to know why? You know why? I don't like giving my money places if I feel like I'm not being served properly. It's a huge pet peeve, and she's not cheap. So I don't. I do not. I like. I'm. I don't mind spending my money, but I have to feel like there's value and it's being respected. I don't. I absolutely agree with that. You know, for it to not be for me to feel like I'm not receiving what I should get. So we'll see. If you do my hair and it starts to come out and I call you about my bald spot and you just kind of like bald spots happen, we are fucking done. Like, I'm not, not coming yeah. back to you to discuss it. I'm I'm leaving a bad review, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I, I will be devil's advocate, though. If you have had a relationship with this esthetician and you've had and you have trusted her in the past and this is your first hiccup with her. You may want to have a conversation with her first. And she may give you different advice once she knows that you were not satisfied with what she said. Um, But it also depends on how long you've had the relationship with her and how much you do trust her. And Yeah. um, Well, listen, you know, it's Q4 of 2021. I start to clean house around this time. So (laughs) I I have about one more visit in me. (laughs) If I don't like what I'm hearing, 2022 is right around the corner. So I I can do that. I love it. I I'm love like, it. Dana is better than me, honey. So. <laughs> okay, Dana, you do yours next and I'll go after you. Well, mine is a little bit more simple. So, you know, I have, I talked about in high school how I used to take all of these baths and I had not done that in probably a year and a half. Took a bath? Um, wow. Yeah, like just really relaxed and took a bath. Yeah. Like I've been taking showers, you know, I may have sat in the tub while the shower was running because I need a minute to sit down. But like, yeah, never really, I, haven't, I haven't like, you know, lit the candles, had a moment and chilled. Mm. And um, I'm moving to a new apartment in July. Um, I was this past weekend, I was really able to kind of have a self-care moment and breathe. And honestly, it was amazing. That. And it was really like I slept well. You know, I felt relaxed. I felt calm. I didn't feel stiff, um, Mm. which I feel like I've been feeling now that I'm getting back on the subway and walking again, walking around again. That's that New York stress. (laughs) (laughs) So I I really did. I really enjoyed it. And it was just something so simple. Mm. I was amazed at how, how, how great I felt after something so simple. So I love that. I love that. Um, that's probably one of the only drawbacks of my condo in Mexico is that there's no bathtub. I don't so. think anyone feels bad for you with a <laughs> condo in Mexico. There's no empathy. Oh my God, I can't believe that. All the way out of Mexico Where God. is your compassion for me? Oh my gosh. I do. I'm sorry. I have compassion. I really do. Oh my God. I don't. Um, well, you really look, you... You're really about to be over me when I tell y'all my beauty moment because it's miraculous. 
<laughs> so um, this past weekend was World Health Day. Sunday was was World Health Day, and I spent it traveling to a small, basically neighborhood inside of a city called San Miguel. Um, and I stayed at a miraculous glass house. It is absolutely stunning. Mm. If you go to my Instagram, oh, I posted house. it in my feed. Um, we had a private chef who came. I put that in my stories. Ooh. I mean, it has a pool. It is amazing. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal experience that brought me so much peace. Um, the oh, best, not the amazing. best thing about it, but we were able to schedule um, massages and I haven't had a mm. full body massage since God knows when. And like we had the music and the aromas and I mean, she was feeling me up head to toe in a very professional way. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, it was just amazing. It, it was nice. an amazing, amazing experience. Um, I feel like I don't get enough massages. Uh, I have scoliosis and I'm supposed to get a body massage every week, but it's like, who? (laughs) (laughs) I have to solicit strange men off the street if I'm getting one every week. Like I can't afford a massage every week, but I'm like, this was, this was absolutely wonderful. Um, I recommend everyone just try to get a full body massage at least once a quarter. That was my good moment. Nice. That's a, that's a wonderful moment. Yeah, she was yeah, rubbing on my mosquito moment. bites, and I was like, "Girl, if you don't stop touching these mosquito bites." But aside from that, <laughs> aside from that, it was phenomenal. Nice. It's so funny moments like that. You think about it, and how much it just calms you. I mean, we've been through a lot um, recently, and I, I don't think people um, credit themselves for all that we've been through over, yeah. over the past year and a half. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't realize how much stress you put on yourself in a yeah. pandemic, even yeah. if you're just in at home. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've been having those combos with friends where it's like, you know, you sit back and, you know, everyone's like, oh, we're going into 2022. And it's like, I feel like I'm still processing 2020. I'm like, I'm, it was a, you know, it was a traumatic year for everybody. And then I think if you had things going on in your personal life that even, you know, that added to that. And, you know, 2020 wasn't a horrible year for me, but it was, it was a really tough year. And it's like, I think sometime a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I sat, I was sitting down and I was like, there was a lot that happened. (laughs) And it's almost as if it just hit me how much, you know, was going on and how we're still just kind of like, rolling with the punches, rolling with the punches and just, we keep going, you know? I agree. Yeah. yeah. I agree. And I feel like 2021 just flew by. Yeah, it did. Flew by. It did. Like, this thing oh was God. like, <laughs> 2021 was like, I'm just trying to get up out of here. Like, <laughs> I'm here to say, I'm here to say I was here and I'm out. That's it. Just doing all kinds of Irish goodbyes. So true. That's so true. And I think really trying to find moment, like 2022 was, difficult as hell for me. 2021 was difficult as hell for me. It is, we're still in it. Um, but trying to really find moments where I was thriving, where I am thriving and not just surviving, because I feel like finding those moments where it's like, I've had successes amongst the bullshit, Mm -hmm. trying to actually sit down and like identify them has been key for me to say, you're not doing so bad, Talia, you know? I agree. And you have to think about, I think, one of my focuses has also been on just quality of life. 
So like, you know, with, with my job in particular, um, I've always been a workaholic, right? Mm. And, you know, this year I, I got a promotion during a pandemic. I'm yes. like, which is, I mean, it's a blessing, but I'm, I'm also working my butt off. And I, I feel more compelled to tell people like, look, you are not about to take away my joy. And I am not about to, you know, have health issues because of my job. It's just not worth it. Um, So I think really, you know, focusing on things, things pertaining to your health. I mean, building better relationships with friends and family members, spending more time with them. You just, you kind of think about what really matters after a pandemic. So I think that's been helpful, but it's the first time in my life where I'm just like, y'all not about to work me to death. Yeah. It's just not happening. But do you feel like, do you feel like people are losing all of the lessons that were learned in the pandemic? Because I feel like when the pandemic first started, everybody was deep in quarantine. It was like, once this is over, I'm not going back to the, you know, I'm too busy and da, 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 and I'm overbooked and, you know, I'll grind, 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 grind. And I feel like over the past couple months, I'm like, I don't, I don't think people are remembering all of that. I feel like it's back to, it's almost like full force back to what it was. Why do you say that? What have you seen? I've just seen the the busyness, I think, in folks. I've seen Mm -hmm. be taken up a notch because I've noticed in myself, I feel like I'm fighting. I feel like I'm combating it because I genuinely don't want to be there. I genuinely don't want to, but it's, I think it's a challenge when that's how now everyone else is operating. Right. And I'm, I'm very big on like your, your sense of urgency doesn't create an emergency for me. I'm really big on that. My motto is like, you can't outwork work. And if you drop dead, your job is going to be posted, you know, in two weeks. So I've always been that way but I have noticed just in in various areas of my life an uptick and it's Mm. feeling very pre-pandemic and I'm like well wait a minute I thought everybody said we weren't gonna get back to this (laughs) (laughs) once this was over you know I think people are there are people who are trying to do that but let me tell you there are so many people quitting their job because they are not having the the quality of life that they want if they don't if they want to work remote and you're not letting them work remote they are quitting there's so many there there are more opportunities out here yeah for you to take on something that will better your life right um so four million people quit their jobs in august four million americans quit their jobs in august Mm -hmm. so it's like um do need to an extent i definitely understand what you're saying because this fourth quarter is the busiest for work like my job but it's always like that i work in fashion retail like fourth quarter it's why my look my (laughs) bosses push so hard to take vacations in the summer because they're like as soon as october hits you're gonna hate me and they not lying. (laughs) Like it's, (laughs) it's, it's been a lot, but I think that in order to kind of create that balance within yourself, you have to say, okay, what can I do for me? So because I get the opportunity to work remotely, I moved to Mexico. That's just a little change from Chicago, right? I'm still meditating every day. This week I have 7am meetings all week. I do not have the capacity to wake up at 6am to meditate before a 7 a.m. meeting. 
So I'm on 7 a.m. Soon as I'm done at eight, I go back and do my meditation. I go back. Mm. I have um, on my Shine app, they have different like daily things that you do where you can also do like this meditation, this guided meditation through it. They have one for brushing your teeth. They have one for washing the dishes. All of these basic things, washing your face literally becomes a five minute meditation with this app. And I'm like, however I can get it in, I get it in. It's just trying to remember those things. You do. And I, so I think one of, one of the journeys I'm going through right now is really kind of getting back to me and with my health. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always talk about the self-care and the skincare, but one thing that um, I don't think that I did a good job with during the pandemic is, you know, focusing on the exercise and the eating right. So don't get me wrong. I I eat right, but I I feel like I drank more wine than I care to admit during the pandemic. It's great. Uh, It's great. Here you go. But you know, to that point, Jada, sorry about the drinking. One of my girls had to tell me once, like last year, I forget how deep we were in the pandemic. She was like, Dooney, she said, you have had a glass in hand every night that we've spoken like every night that we have FaceTime you have had a beverage and I was like I I didn't even realize it you know honestly so between you know wine down Wednesdays one was an excuse for me to have a drink (laughs) um but like I did a dry January because I was like okay Danny you're getting a little out of hand let's just make sure this is not a real issue um so real and on in here let me make sure this isn't an issue but like between the drinking and the halting of the activity so one of the things I love about New York is that I I like to walk and people watch right so I could easily walk 40 50 blocks and be fine with it um you know I would get my 10,000 steps in just by going to and from work um on a daily basis and when you know we started working from home I went from walking all the time to barely moving. Um, I didn't like going to on, you know, I was doing strength training at the beginning of 2020. I was consistent three days a week. And that went to a screeching halt because I hated the online option that we had to endure. I hated it. So, you know, I'm really just trying to kind of get back into the groove where I'm like, I gained more weight than I really care to admit during Mm -hmm. the pandemic because of that. And I'm like, okay, now I have to wear clothes. I'm not buying a new wardrobe. I was like, we are getting back into these clothes. And, you know, like now you do want to be social and I want to be confident um, yeah. about, you know, what I'm wearing and who I'm around, especially if I'm going to actually go out and date too. So yeah. it's like, you know, getting back to where I feel healthy and strong. Um, I think that's been my biggest thing. And I, I like that you're meditating and being disciplined about it because, that's so important. Your mental health is so important. I really love that you touched on this, Dana, because I think a lot of people are struggling with this and a lot of people are struggling with it more, either more than they care to admit or just not being as transparent. Um, One of my best friends and I were talking the other day and I was like, I feel like I forgot how to get cute. I was like, I don't have any clothes in my closet. I need new clothes. Like, I just feel like that what I, the options that I have are not speaking to me. And she was like, she really believes it's the pandemic. She was like, we went a whole year without getting dressed. She was like, so one, you also don't realize your style, your personal style has shifted because 
when you're going out regularly, your life was quote unquote normal, right? You're probably picking up clothes, you're adjusting as you're as you're going. And when you go a long period of time without having places to go, and you know, I know for a while I stopped buying anything because I was like, all right, I'm not going anywhere. So I'm not, you know, I started spending tons of money on skincare and wasn't really buying. (laughs) And if I was buying like clothing or stuff, they were like investment pieces. Like, so I was spending money on like, you know, pricey items that I knew I was going to have for a long time versus like actually realizing how my style was shifting. And so I was like, you know, I, I just was like, I don't feel good going out. I'd look at everything and I'm just like, none of this works anymore. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. like it. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? And, And then I feel like I'm not even sure where to start. (laughs) like you I'm like I want new clothes well I want new clothes but I'm like but I also don't feel like spending a ton of money because now I don't really care to spend that much money on clothes anymore because I'm like for over a year I was looking at all of this all of these items hanging in my closet and they were useless so I'm like I don't necessarily want to get back into that habit either but I feel stuck I'm like I just feel stuck in terms of like how to move forward you know what I you know what I did because I wasn't buying new clothes. Not that I won't, but I want to do it when I'm at the size that I know is more permanent. I I'm a, I'm using rent the runway. So you know I I had I never used it before. Love a rent the runway. I love yeah. it. It's a, so I had never used it before, but I was like, okay, I'm not buying new clothes at this size. I don't even want to get comfortable here, right? Yeah. And I but I know I have to go to work and I know I have to look halfway decent. I'm like, you know, I want to go out and I don't, you know, I don't, all I have right now are leggings and cat, you know, like cute, <laughs> cute in the house wear. And I'm like, you know, I like the red runway. Curating yeah, the one return to yeah. office collections. It they comes do. literally since they we do. Get- like, y'all yeah. ain't going to nobody's office, but thank you. You know what? I'm glad you said that because I haven't used Rent the Runway in a while. I might have to peruse. Yeah, and then, you know, they had that two-month special, like, 99 bucks, and I could yeah. put things out, which I like. Um, and I'll probably be using it for the next four or five months because I until that. I get to my size where yeah. I can wear my clothes. So. Yeah. I've also found myself buying pretty um, affordable clothes and putting all of my money into shoes because like what New York taught me like you gonna need some shoes that last or else you'll be buying the same pair of black sandals every year mm-hmm. so yeah. I spent too much money on designer <laughs> shoes yeah. but you know I will wear some Bottegas with a little you know Fashion Nova short set. Yeah. <laughs> and that's call how it you a day. do it. The high low. The high low. That's, yeah, sh- that's the way to go. Shoes, I, I'm with you because I'm a shoe lover. I, I've prob- I've spent more on shoes than I care so much. to admit. I've spent more on some bags than I care to admit as well. But yeah. shoes and bags. the actual things on my body. <laughs> and expensive. And expensive. I'm not wearing nothing but little bandu tops and whatever and I can throw a blazer on it trousers if I need to right. have you guys heard of like a capsule wardrobe because that's what I'm trying to do I'm trying yeah. to build I like a that capsule idea. wardrobe because I'm not a trendy dresser and mm-hmm. I like having nice quality pieces that I can go to 
year after year. So like I have a really nice pants, really nice blazers. So I'm like, I'm, I'm really toying with the idea of just building a capsule wardrobe around some nice colors. Um, what'd you say? Pinterest is great for ideas for that. Yeah, I've been perusing it. So I gotta see, I gotta see, I gotta see. I like that option. And it's honestly, it's my go-to just because I feel like, you know, when you're in New York in a smaller apartment, like you only have but so much much. for your clothes, right? So um, I've I've come to the realization that's why everybody in New York wears so much black. But, (laughs) you know, so I do think it's, I I think it's a good idea investing in the pieces that you know that you're going to get great cost for wear. um, And then, you know, getting things that, you know, you can replace every season. Yeah. I found a brand on Instagram. So through my Finsta, this is a little secret. Through my Finsta, I follow like, <laughs> I follow <laughs> architecture and design. I also follow like home brands as well as fashion brands because I don't like to be inundated on my personal social with just a bunch of clothes and models and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that is for my Finsta. I discovered this brand that has like a capsule wardrobe. They only create their collections with maybe like 12 items and they show you the different ways you can wear them. I spent $150 on a reversible skirt. So it doesn't have a tag. One side is like, it's like, um, it's golden black with, and it looks like, what is that? Cheetah print. But on the other side, it's just the gold color. It is phenomenal. I'm going to tell y'all. What is this brand? Tell me the brand. We want to know the brand. When we get off the air, because I don't want everybody wearing my skirt. Okay. <laughs> but. I guess this won't be in the show notes, guys and gals. <laughs> but I was like, this is the best 150 Like, literally, it works for everyone. My mom got it. Like, she's See? 62. It works for okay, so everyone. We, yeah, we need this. Sorry, guys. Love, we definitely yeah, not, we we definitely not sharing this with y'all. But. <laughs> But they curate a capsule collection for every season. And they literally show you how to wear these 12 pieces at least 20 different ways. I really well, like feel that. good about, like, if I'm going to pay $150 for a skirt and I feel like I can wear it multiple ways, I'm like, oh, yeah. I got five outfits out of this yeah. right here. I yeah. Exactly. I love that. I was- in the summer, I will be transitioning to the fall. For the winter, you could throw on some <laughs> tights. It's literally the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I was like, thank you, Instagram for suggesting it to me. Yeah, that's a great suggestion, Instagram. Why the hell y'all be suggesting all the nonsense y'all got popping up in my my profile? I'm glad you you recommended it because I do get a lot of pop-ups, but I never know which brand is legit or not. I'm like, let me see who else has tried this before I... I'm like, this looks nice. I'll take a little photo or something so so y'all can can see how it works too. Wait, see, I don't be Please. thinking about shit like that, and I don't wear the skirt a thousand times. I just be turning it inside out, and I'll never. I would do a little video. Talia, do you have any more questions? No, I'm done. This was wonderful. All right, Dana. Our final question for you is: Why does beauty need you? Uh, I think it's all about representation. So I think the phrase beauty and color is all focused on different shades and how beauty is everywhere, right? With me, um, I think having someone that looks like me having the skin issues that I have and skin concerns is extremely important. Um, I usually buy from someone that I can relate to. 
Um, so I think having someone that has the same issues as me and can look and see themselves in me is extremely important. Um, I love yeah. that. I yes, love it that. is. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing all that you Thank shared. You. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> easy breeze. We told you, easy breeze. <laughs> all right, Beauty Needs Me fam. Until next time. See ya. How do you know the way I feel? You got me losing my mind.